Welcome to a bi-week edition of the Lockdown Corner Podcast. I am Alex, and with me today, as always, this guy to, I do it every time, my guy to my left, your right at home, Dustin Burgundy. For those watching, you're probably wondering, we're down a guy tonight. Well, he told us that he was immunized, turns out he was not, and now he's out for the game this week. So, no, Alec is just, he's under the weather, so given the week off, there wasn't a whole lot of news or anything to talk about, and quite frankly, this will probably be one of our shorter episodes we've ever done, but hey, we're still here, we're out here grinding, we're out here working, so let's just get right at it. Let's get to this week's News and Notes from the League. The only note I have for this week of significance, because it is a bye week, so again, there's not really a whole lot going on this week, which is good news. Sometimes no news is good news. This would be one of those times. But there was a little bit of news. Aaron Rodgers has come out. He's obviously, if you've watched our show or listened to the Packers at any point in time, the last week, Aaron Rodgers has a broken baby toe. He says it hurts like hell, but... It did not look like it affected him much this past Sunday. He's opting not to get surgery at this moment in time, which, okay, so be it. I mean, the way it sounds to me is, and from what he said, it is a very minor surgery. If he got the surgery on, if it was a regular week, if he got the surgery on Monday, he'd be ready to play Sunday. Which then, to me, and Dustin, I don't know what you think about this, but if it is that minor, why not just do it? And get it over with. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm not sure in the details of the surgery. Um, maybe he's worried about, you know, further implications if he does get the surgery and having to miss time. I was, oh. Sorry, I thank I, you. I hit the Facebook feed on my <laughs> other screen because I wanted to make sure it was up and working because I didn't see it working. So it just, but the volume was cranked up. My fault, anyways. Also, <laughs> good evening, Sean. Yes, good evening. Thank you for watching. <laughs> Thank you. Um, back to it. Um, yeah, I think he just kind of like he's, – he's probably worried about further implications with the surgery. Obviously, you know, there's no guarantee that everything runs smoothly and there's no problems. So I can see, like, what he what he means, you know, especially if he can play on it and he says he can. If he keeps playing the way he is, I don't I don't see a problem with it. I really don't. No, and I, I am – whatever. If you're good, I'm good. Like, it ain't my baby, so I – whatever. The goal is the Super Bowl. If the toe is not an issue and can get you to the Super Bowl, I don't really care. Also, did you did you see? Sorry to interrupt, but did you see oh, his Twitter profile picture that he had? How they were talking about the COVID toe when he just had a picture of his foot with the with the yeah. interview as his Twitter profile picture. Now I actually was going to upload a photo. I'm I'm still learning the software for this, but you can add like pictures and stuff. And I was wondering how I could get that picture up, and I couldn't quite figure it out in time, but. Yes, at some point in the next couple of shows, we will show that for sure. That was hilarious. That was a hilarious interview in the whole like press conference. That was hilarious. He is such a troll, and he is so good at it. Mm-hmm. He knows how to play everybody. It's wild. But, yeah, as far as the surgery goes, cool, whatever. Just sit on your couch and play Call of Duty for all I care this week. Like, It's a, it's a bye week. Take, take advantage. And with that said, 
that's the only note we had for this week, which now brings us to this week. What just happened? Time to roll back the tape. Here's this week's Game Rewind. All I want to know if you got your popcorn ready. Alrighty, so it's Thursday. If you don't know by now, the Packers won their last game. They won at home against the Rams, 36-28. to Aaron Rodgers, 28 for 45, 307 yards, two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford, 28, or I'm sorry, 21 of 38 for 302 yards, three touchdowns, and obviously Rasul Douglas's pick six. So I, I don't understand, and I will never begin to understand, how the Packers were underdogs in this game. I really felt good about their chances the entire week, and actually you were on my gambling show this past week. And we both said, underdogs, like, hammer that home. Like, bet the farm on that. There's no way that they're losing that game. And they dominated. The score doesn't tell the whole story. They dominated this game from start to finish. And, Dustin, I want to get your opinion on this, too. If it weren't for those three big plays, the score is 36-7. to Like, they were moving the ball at a decent clip, but it was three plays. That was it. Yeah, I mean, you take away the – obviously, like you said, the big plays they had, this game is not even close. Like, it's it's a long shot. It's a blowout. And then not including if Rasul Douglas catches that second reception. That's going to the house, too. So, like, I mean, you oh, look yeah. at it, that game was just a complete blowout. Aaron Donald clearly frustrated. I mean, th- another thing we can talk about, obviously, in the game is how well our offensive line played. Like, we talked about, yeah. like, we were nervous about that. They played phenomenal. I mean, you could just tell Aaron Donald was throwing a hissy fit during the game. It was just they dominated that team. They just – that's – I mean, that's pretty much all we can really say about it. Well, yeah. and you know what's funny? And Pittsburgh always gets credit for drafting wide receivers that you've never heard of, and they're awesome. You know, Deontay Johnson. I mean, Chase Claypool was a high-round pick, but at the time, no one really thought that Chase Claypool would be anything. But, I mean, between Rasul Douglas – and that offensive line, the Rams did not have a shot. Douglas was awesome in that game. And the offensive line, back to my previous point, uh, I mean, Green Bay finds these offensive linemen. No one had ever heard of David Bakhtiari out of Colorado. Like, what? Who cares? He's a stud. Elton Jenkins, second-round pick, sure. But going into the draft, you at home cannot tell me you knew who Elton Jenkins was. I sure as hell didn't. Dustin, who follows college football, didn't really know that name. Like, they just do so well drafting. And this year especially, going back to Rasul Douglas, the guy, they've been picking up guys. Yosh Neiman taking for love. The, bleh, I'm so excited. <laughs> the left tackle, Yosh Neiman, he's been awesome. He played against San Francisco and the Rams. Those are two decent defensive lines. He was awesome in that game. So if, I mean... He's just got to hold down the fort until Bakhtiari gets back, which this whole – I know he just had surgery and we talked about it last week a little bit, but that seems a little fishy to me. So I'm hoping he's back pretty darn quick. But who knows? Maybe the extra week is what they wanted to give him, and that's fine. I don't really understand why Aaron Jones played in this game either. Yeah, he was I, up. I, they, I was he, talking about that all the way up to the game. I, don't, I didn't understand why they even played him, especially they were just using him as a decoy, just rest him. Yeah. I didn't – I didn't see the positive side, especially with Dylan being how good he is right now and how well he's playing. There's no reason to even put him in the game or risk that. Like, it's not worth it. No, when he checked in, or when they said, oh, Aaron Jones will be playing this week, it was I 
just was wondering why. You have a bye week. He's nicked up. A.J. Dillon is fine. He can handle it. I I don't know. They need that dude healthy. I think what makes this team dangerous going forward, I think they need those running backs healthy. Because if Dillon, for whatever reason, you put the mileage on him now and he gets dinged up. I mean, that's what the balance in the offense this past week especially, because it hasn't really been there throughout the season. But this week especially, there was that balance. And it it shows they put up 36 points. It looked like last year's offense. And it, they so they need those guys. I also can we talk about Alan Lazard? This is like the fourth week in a row. He has been awful. And I don't know if the Odell Beckham stuff is in his head. Because sometimes in basketball, you'll see guys, for example, Duncan Robinson with the Miami Heat. He got that big contract, and you can see it's in his head. Like he is not shooting nearly what he is capable of. And Lazard, I don't know if the Odell Beckham stuff got in his head. Like, oh, they want to replace me. They want to replace me. Although the receiver chatter has been pretty loud in this town for a while now. But I, he just doesn't look the same. Maybe it's the shoulder injury. I don't know. But Lazard has been awful. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know what's going on with him. I really don't. He just yeah. kind of seems to just in a slump and you can't get out of it. I mean, honestly, it's, it's okay with me because now we have MVS back and he's playing very well, surprisingly. So, honestly, if – if he's just not going to pick up the slack and not going to be who he was, just rely on MVS to make some plays and just hopefully catch the ball. Because, I mean, he's, he's good enough to where he can get open, but it's just the problem of you relying him to catch the ball. I mean, that's really the biggest problem. I As watching that game on Sunday, it was pretty clear. Randall Cobb was their number two. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just – it was mind-blowing that – well, MVS has looked better. Cool. Still don't trust him, it, which is weird because he's been solid. I just every time they throw him the ball, I'm just a little nervous. Anytime the ball is thrown to Cobb, I just cool. And Sean brings up a good point. Commenter Sean Filippiak watching the show. Thank you again for watching, even though we just said hi to you five minutes ago. <laughs> but thank you for watching again. The lack of presence of tight end, thousand percent right. And it's it's really. I mean, they got Deguara and Mercedes Lewis, which. Isn't great, but it's not like Tunyon was lighting up the world before he got hurt. It, you're a thousand percent right. If they had a solid tight end, if they would have went at the deadline and got, I, I don't believe Tunyon was hurt at that time, but if they would have got like an Injoku from Cleveland or just like an athletic tight end, pass catching option, I'd feel better. But at the same point, how often, I mean, last year it was almost like they designed stuff for Tunyon, this year they weren't. So I don't really know that a tight end – I mean, yes, it's helpful, and they probably could use one. But, Dustin, I don't necessarily think they need one to do more than what Lewis or DeGuar are doing. No, and I mean, it's – I mean, he brings up a good point, though. There is a lack of it, but I think the problem is our whole scheme base. It's really – we don't rely on a tight end to get us yards like a San Francisco or like even like a Las Vegas. You look how much they utilize Waller. Like our offense just isn't set up for that. Like – our offense is set up to go down the field, throw to our receivers, or dump it off to our back. It's it's either Rodgers is looking for a quick slant to Adams, or he's checking down to his running back. It's really kind of one of the two. Or I mean, we're like you said now, like we're getting a good balance to where like we can kind of balance our running and passing game to where we're running more play action, like long deep passes, rather than you know kind of like short quick passes because now we have an established running game. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, we don't really need it to say. We kind of use our tight ends more as blocking tight ends than receiving. 
especially now that Tanya's out. That's just kind of our that's kind of the game plan, really. Yeah, I mean, you kind of beat me to it. That might just be necessity. Mercedes Lewis can go make a play, sure, but you're not relying on him like a third down security blanket. Yeah, I think, I think the, play, but sorry. Oh no, you're good. My, I think uh, I think Deguar is fine too. I think he'll make enough. Right. He's gonna make enough plays to keep us in it and rely on a tight end to catch the ball. Even Mercedes Lewis too. I mean, you can for as much as he's known as a blocking tight end, he's he's a pretty good pass catcher. Yeah, I, when they when they drafted him, I remember them saying, or somebody saying, I don't know who it was, said something along the lines of, he's in the mold of Kyle Juszczyk. Okay. I mean, he'll catch a couple balls for you, and he's relatively reliable, but he's not a game-breaker. He's not, you know, George killed Kelsey, Zach Ertz reincarnated in Arizona all of a sudden. Like, he's not those guys, but eh, you need him to catch a ball, he'll catch a ball. I mean – it's not like he's heavily targeted to the point where you're like, oh, God, like, I'm scared. Like, he'll get three targets a game and whatever. They go from there. And before we move on from this game, we got to talk about this, too. While it looked better, another missed field goal in this game, which is hard to complain about. You put 36 points up on the board. Okay, cool. But the Minnesota game, if they kick a field goal, that game is tied yet. Kansas City, make a couple field goals. You either win that game or that game is tied. Like, it's just – and I should point out they had an opportunity for a 56-yard field goal attempt. Normally, you trot Crosby out there and you feel pretty darn good about it. They trotted him out there, called timeout, hauled him back off, and they punted. I, they clearly don't even trust their special teams unit. And he hit at one point like four or five in a row. It's like, oh, okay, we got it, we're back. He, missed, he hit the upright. It's just – it's a season from hell for, for the special teams because it caught him off a punt too. Yeah. It's just – oh, if there is one aspect of this team, I am just terif- terrified. Outside of our punter, Bohorkas, who's been lights out. He has been so good. Outside of that one guy, that whole special teams unit just terrifies me. I don't want him to return a kick. Punting, you might as well just bring everybody in – Try and block the punt and just let the ball roll. Whatever. Your offense is good enough to bail you out. But at least that way you won't lose the ball. It just – it has been awful. An absolute shit show. Yeah, it, it definitely needs to be addressed. I mean, I mean, it should be addressed this bye week of what, you know, what they're going to do to fix the field goal misses. Like you said, whether it's the long snapper, holder, kicker, whatever it is, like you need to figure it out. Like it doesn't matter. Like at this point, like you can put the blame all you want, but like – they're a unit all together. Like they need to figure it out, whether it's letting Crosby go and getting someone else in or working with the snapper over the bye week. Like you need to figure it out. Like this, it just can't happen. It's like so, you need to get that. It is so clunky just to watch mm-hmm. the snap holder kick use. I don't know why they changed. I don't know why they got rid of the long snapper, the whatever new holder. Cause punter, whatever. Fine. Whatever. I get that. I don't know why I changed the long snapper because it ever since that dude left, I don't even know who it was. It's been a disaster. I just yeah. I don't understand if it's not broke, don't fix it. I don't know what they were fixing. And this is really, really technical, but it's something that could cost them a playoff game because it's already cost them at least three games off the top of my head that I can think of. Three regular season games right now. Oh no, I'm sorry, two. They've only lost two three. It the could have been. 
it could have been three with the Cincinnati game. They should have lost that oh, game. They had no business winning that game. Okay, so yeah, three games affected by just missed field goals. And the first game, obviously, we all know they got their asses handed to them, but it it could cost you a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right, and there's nothing else to say. I mean, like, I'd say right now I would have put the blame across because, I, you know, they obviously they put it back in stall mall, and, I mean, the snaps look good, the hole looks good. He's just kind of pulling them. And I mean, that's just kind of on Crosby. You know, you got to be able to make those. Just even chip shots. Oh, we have breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story. Breaking news. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen right now. Crosby missed another field goal. I mean, just that was a joke. Sorry. It was probably more of a visual joke as I was pointing that out in my head. So the people listening at home or listening on podcasts, I'm sorry. It was funnier in my head. But oh. that's the point. Like, oh, it drives me nuts. If, if anything is going to be the death of me, it's a special team, you know, on this specific team. But anyway, we'll keep rolling on. This week, we're kind of breaking format a little bit. We're not going to do a takeoff because Alex's not here. We are going to do the bag of chaos because, well, I picked all the helmets anyway. <laughs> So Dustin and I will pick for him. But little break in the format. So we're going to do Bag of Chaos, Random Packer of the Week, and then we're out of here. It's going to be a quick one this week. But let's just get to it. It is time for... It's time to tempt fate. Hold up! Here's this week's Bag of Chaos. And let's just get into it. Alec Norman goes first. We all know he likes a good rummage. To give him a good rummage. Rummaging. He got. Oh, I don't even have the games up. Oh, he got the Dolphins. I don't know who they're playing, but that's not. It can't be great. Actually, no, I do know who they're playing off the top of my head. Uh, they are playing the Giants at home. It's not a terrible helmet. Two is playing a lot better. The Giants are awful. Do we risk it and throw it back for him, or do we keep this for him? What's do, do you have the line at all? I mean, I guess I'm not sure. Um, I can find the line. line. It's got to be a close line. I do want to say, while I'm trying to stall, <laughs> I don't even know what week it is, week 13. Uh, I will say, my Tua take, remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I had a Tua take that was that he was going to win Offensive Player of the Year and the Dolphins were going to win the East blah, blah, blah. Remember that? Oh, boy. Well, yeah, it's not great. But I will say Tua has looked a lot better, and I don't feel quite as dumb for that take. He's not great, but, like, enough to be like, oh, okay, maybe his ceiling is Kirk Cousins, which the Dolphins would probably love that because he's the best quarterback they've had since Marino. Uh, so let's see here. We got the lines. How up. dare you talk down to Chad Henney like that? How dare you? I thought you were going to say Chad Pennington, which is just a remarkably funny. Oh, Chad Harrington? <laughs> they, they made the playoffs that year. They were really good. <laughs> so lines courtesy of CBS Sports. Scrolling, scrolling, ads for Dodges. Scrolling, scrolling, Amazon ads. <laughs> Apparently they don't play this week. Remind the wrong week. No, this is the right week. I'm sorry for you listening at home. This is live, and this is just something. Okay, here we go. Dolphins minus four at home. Ooh. That's tight. I, I throw it back for him. 
right. I don't know if he's a Tua guy or not, but I, I don't think so. I don't think so either because I'm pretty sure he eviscerated me for my Tua take. All right. Um, I would agree. Ooh, the Vikings. The Vikings, I believe they are. Oh, you know what? He upgraded. The Vikings are at Detroit. They are plus seven favorites in Detroit. You're welcome, Alec. Yep. Alec, you are welcome as I write this down. Uh, yeah, I, the Vikings, I still can't figure out. Like, I, I, they were playing so well against Green Bay, then they go to San Francisco and get annihilated. I just, I cannot figure them out. Are they good? Are they bad? Nobody well, to, to be fair to them, San Francisco was a red hot team right now. And they're honestly like, no one seems to know how to stop them. So, I mean, I don't blame them for that game. San Francisco is a good team right now. Well, my fantasy team is hurting because Debo Samuel is now hurt. If I win the next two games, I can make the playoffs in, my, in our family league. But I just – without Debo, I have no shot. My team is hot garbage. Sorry, I cannot relate to you on that one. My my team on that league is horrible. <laughs> Dalvin Cook was my best player. He is no longer because he is hurt. Debo's my best player, and he's out for the next two weeks, which I need to win to get to the playoffs. It doesn't yeah. – yeah. It's not great. All right, so I pulled a helmet for you. It is the Falcons – the Falcons are at home. They are 11-point underdogs against Tampa Bay. Yeah, you can toss that one right on the back end. <laughs> I feel like as soon as I saw they were playing Tampa, I could have just thrown it back for you. Yeah, you don't have to tell me the line at that point and just throw it back. That's brutal. All right. Mm-hmm. And it is – oh, the Patriots. That's an upgrade. I like that. The Patriots are playing somebody. Buffalo, right? Yes, they are playing at Buffalo on Monday night. They are two and a half point underdogs, but well, you gotta feel pretty it. good about that. Buffalo, Buffalo has been not mediocre, but they haven't been as good as everyone says they are. All right, my turn. Hold on, put it behind my head so I don't get accused of cheating. Oh God, the Lions. Nope. I know they got to win at some point, but it ain't this week. No, actually, you know what? This would – I already threw it back. This would be the game that they win. It's just at home at Minnesota. Everyone's like, oh, they beat Minnesota. Yeah, no. All right, rummaging. Hard to have a helmet on my thumb. What do I got? I have – ooh, the Saints. Oh, the Saints play, play tonight. tonight. Yep. They play tonight against Dallas. Mm. I'm stuck with Taysom Hill. They are – ooh, they're four-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Although – the Thursday night games are always wacky. So, maybe not too terrible, but I don't really love that. And I didn't really love it last week. I should update the for those keeping track at home. Our current records as they are. Dustin, I'm sorry. You're in last place at 2 and 3. Alec and I are tied for first at 3 and 2. And really it's not even about taking first. It's about not being last because the loser, if you don't know already, has to do something for our YouTube channel that is Somewhat embarrassing. It's, it's, it's a punishment. You know, we'll figure it out when we get there. But anywho, that is the bag of chaos for this week. That's pretty much going to wrap up our show. But first, one of our fan favorite segments. It's time to get wacky. It's time for Random Packer of the Week. All right, Dustin, start it off. Who is this week's random packer for you? Well, this one's going to be a good old gem if uh, people don't remember him. 
which they should because he was on the team not too long ago. Tim Mastey. Oh, wow. The punter. Yes. <laughs> Undrafted back in 2009. Yeah, Tim Mastey. Was he Australian? Or am I thinking yeah, he was Australian. Yeah, that, I don't know why that's the only thing I remember about Tim Mastey. I don't know why that's my word association, but that is a good one. That one actually brings a smile to my face. I remember that guy. I don't remember him being great, though. He was he was super mediocre. Yeah. He was literally just good enough to stay on the team. Wasn't bad enough to cut, but yeah, I, he was no J.K. Scott, but uh, he was Ooh. he was he's a punter. I was always a J.K. Scott defender because his first two years were pretty good. Then last year was a disaster. This Borkas guy is awesome, and I don't really want to do a ton of punter talk on today's show, but Borkas is money in the bank. You can like guarantee. Anything that that guy does, it's going to be awesome. All right. Mine, fullback, Boise State. He was a part of the Boise State team that did that Statue of Liberty play or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking yes, about. Ball. Fullback, Corey Hall, drafted in 2007. <laughs> I, I remember him. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. I don't know why I remember it. But I remember I was at the Monday night game. It was Aaron Rodgers' first, like, official start in the new era after Favre and whatever. They were playing Minnesota at home on a Monday night. And his first throw was some crazy, like, going one way, and he somehow threw it, like, behind his shoulder. It was nuts. And he hit Corey Hall for a, a diving touchdown. That's the only thing I remember about uh, Corey Hall in his career, other than he was a special teams guy, but – that was pretty cool. <laughs> and that's all I have to say on that. That uh, that wraps up today's show, guys. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe uh, to our, all of our podcast feeds. That would be Apple or Spotify. You can follow us on YouTube. Make sure you hit that like button down below so you let us know that you like what we're doing here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well so you get all our content. This past week, Big L's Big Five, or oh, the Bad Five if you're nasty. I was perfect, a perfect 5-0, the first of its kind, 5-0. Dustin was perfect on Thanksgiving. But the first of the 5-0 variety, so Dustin has been defeated. So that means there will be a new guest. Find out who this Saturday, 9.30, we will be going live and doing a, well, bringing in a new competitor to see if they can take down, well, me. It's my show. Big Al's Big Five. Find out Saturday who the new guest is. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube for that. I'm pretty sure I said it up. Follow on Facebook and Twitter as well. Yeah, that's going to do it. Kind of, the show's going to kind of peter out this week. But, I mean, <laughs> it's a bye week. Nothing's happening. And that's typically a good thing. No news is good news. And with that... Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for supporting. And as always, go